0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am your host, Tom Barton. Sports Garden Network is how you get in touch with us. It's Sports Garden, G A R T E N, hashtag S G N on Facebook, on Twitter. You go to sportsgarden.com as well and check out everything that we do there. Guys, I got to tell you, look, I'm enjoying my summer. I'm going to the beach, I'm going camping, I- I'm sitting down in the pool all the time. But I look up and we got uh, about 40 days. Until the NFL season, depending on when you're listening to this, about 40 days, guys are in camp. And that doesn't leave us much time to kind of go over a preview of the season and a preview of each division. So I want to start now. We're going to do, for the next couple of weeks, uh, this week we're going to do the AFC and NFC East. Then we're going to do the AFC and NFC North, AFC and NFC South, AFC and NFC West. That will take us into late August when we'll do a complete overview, give our predictions and whatnot. We're gonna have one week in the middle of that where we'll certainly talk about college football preview. And then the week before time, the Wednesday that comes out, because we try to put this podcast out on a Wednesday, the Wednesday before the opening of the NFL, we'll talk about regular season week one. So there's not much time and it feels like you're going, Tom, you know, there's already still a, a day or so left in July when I'm listening to this. Yeah, but it only gives us limited time, so we have to do an overview and a, a little bit of a uh, a preview today. So we'll start today. It's AFC, NFC East, and I have to tell you, there's very different feels about the AFC and NFC East, but at the top, the number one team that we have to talk about is the Buffalo Bills coming from the AFC East. Look, it's no surprise that the Buffalo Bills should be, and they are, the Super Bowl favorites. Look, you, depending on where you're getting them, you're getting them 6-1 to one to 7-1. to one. Uh, depending on where you're looking, and you should shop around if you are a Bills guy and you're going for that. Josh Allen is the proverbial favorite to win the MVP again, right? About six to one, seven to one, depending on where you're looking. Singletary showed last year; he was fantastic. Gabe Davis looks like he's going to step up. The offensive line was solid. Stephon Diggs is one of the top five receivers in the league. On the defensive side of the ball, Jordan Poyer and and that safety core probably the best in the league. They added Von Miller. Maybe he doesn't have what it takes anymore physically, but you know what? He can still ramp it up when he needs to, and he's that presence. The Bills got better, and you could argue that the Bills were the best team in the AFC last year. We know what happened to them in the playoffs. You look at the Bills overall. How did they do last year? People expected them to do well. They still were 10-7-2 against the spread. That's a 58.8% winning percentage, and if you got the Best lines. I always I, I always read off the pushes because they are quote unquote the official pushes. but if you got the best line, you could have been looking at a twelve and seven season. twelve and seven season overall, you made money no matter what if you're on the bills. even if you got both of those games, terrible, atrocious lines, you barely made money, but you made money. Buffalo paid off last year. And you start to look at the Buffalo bills and it's all about offense, 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 right? but they were almost dead even. They were 10-9 and over-under record, so make sure that you don't go crazy on that side of the ball there. The Buffalo Bills will be overrated this year, and they will be overproduced by, obviously, the sports books because they are everyone's favorite team. Josh Allen is the MVP favorite, like I said. They are the Super Bowl favorites. They're everyone's team to go out there, win, and cover. So make sure you understand that a line ma- might favor the other side by a point or two, it might not be the smartest thing to bet against the Bills because I think they will be really good. But there is also some spots that you look at and you go, okay. Opening week, they open up against the Rams. That's going to be a tough game either way. It's going to be a good game. And the next week, it's Monday night football against Tennessee in Buffalo. Now, they have had their problems with Tennessee. We watched what happened last year. Josh Allen stopped at the line, right? We watched that. But look at here's the situation. Here's where scheduling comes in. You have to look at that game and you have to say, okay, they're going to get extra time. They play on a Thursday, then they don't play until Monday. That's a lot of extra time to prepare. In let's be honest, it's a revenge game for Tennessee. You then have Miami and Baltimore both on the road. Pittsburgh at home, Kansas City on the road before a bye week. It's a tough schedule early on. I expect LA, KC, Baltimore, and Tennessee to all be in the playoffs. Miami and Pittsburgh very well could be in the playoffs. You could be looking at a six-game schedule, six game schedule before you get into your break. That is six playoff teams. Then you come out of your break. You got Green Bay at home, the Jets, Minnesota at home, Cleveland at home. By the way, that's week 11. We don't know if Deshaun's going to be back. Detroit on the road, New England on the road, the Jets at home, Miami at home, Chicago on the road, Cincinnati on the road, New England at home. It, it would be an interesting scenario if Buffalo started slow because they could absolutely roll at the end of the year. Green Bay at home, they'll be favored against. Jets on the road, they'll be favored against. Minnesota at home, Cleveland at home, they'll be favored in those four games. They'll be favored in five games at Detroit. They'll probably be favored at New England. Definitely favored home against the Jets. Favored at home against Miami. Favored on the road against Chicago. Going into Cincinnati, I mean, you're looking at a stretch of games there. You're looking at nine straight games, Buffalo will be favored. On the road at Cincinnati, maybe not. And then at home against New England. So those first six games could be tough, but after the bye week, looks like Buffalo's gonna roll, guys. Buffalo looks like they're absolutely going to dominate and roll here in the second half. So that's something to pay attention to if you're one of those guys that, you know what, early on, maybe kind of just watch Buffalo. They're gonna be a little bit overrated early on. They're gonna be uh, uh, not a lot of value there early on. If they go six and oh, or five and one, hell, even four and two, you might not get that great value. But if they go 3-3 and or maybe a sloppy 4-2, and you could get second half value coming out of that break. It could be absolutely lights out for the Buffalo Bills and just shutting down opponents. What about the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, the Dolphins are a team that, look, they're on the upswing. They go out, they get Tyreek Hill. We know that Tua is there, and a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's a problem. I just generally don't. I think that Tua is perfectly fine. He can operate this offense. They have a slew of running backs that are coming in. It's the defense I look. Look, Xavier Howard is the best cornerback in the league for my money. I think Wilkins in the middle is one of the best in the middle there. Um, you are moving away from a defensive coordinator, which does worry me a little bit about the defense. There's a lot of head-scratching question marks with Miami. I th- Look, in a year with 16 games, I would be saying they are a 8-8 eight and eight team. But now we have 17. So I used to say 8-8. Eight and eight, When I when I when I thought a team was a middling team, I would say they're an eight and eight team. If everything goes right, they could win nine games and chase the playoff. If everything goes wrong, uh, they could win six seven games and be completely out of it. I think that that is still the way here, even though they're playing seventeen games. I think that's still the way with Miami. Miami last year disappointed a lot of people, but you still made money on them. They were nine seven and one against the spread, so you can still make money on this team even when they kind of were disappointing a little bit. And the thing is, is that, look, they were an under team. They were 10 and seven to the under last season. So that defense that I spoke of really did come up. And they're in a division now that, you know, I look at and I go, they are, they're, they're going to be better offenses in this division. Opening week against New England at home. now It's kind of a toss up at Buffalo. They'll be the underdogs buff. uh, I'm sorry. At Baltimore, they will be underdogs Buffalo. The next week, they'll be the underdogs at Cincinnati. They'll be the underdogs. I mean, that's three games in a row. That's a tough stretch. At the Jets, it's a lot closer than I think people think. Minnesota at home, Pittsburgh at home, there's no layups here early on. At Detroit, at Chicago, they're not layups for this Miami team. Cleveland, where Deshaun might be back by week, and then Houston at home. At San Fran, at LA, early December, long West Coast trip. That's a tough one. That's tough. Then come back at home. They have... San Fran, L.A., that, that's the Chargers, and the Bills back to back to back on the road. Come home to face Green Bay at New England and then the Jets. I got to tell you guys, just by this schedule, this is brutal. This is brutal. There's a five-game stretch. They go four games on the road against San Fran, Chargers, Buffalo, New England, sandwiched with Green Bay in the middle. I don't think they win any of those games. So, you know, I look at the Dolphins. I go, how can you be enthusiastic about this team hitting that over-under for, you know, a team win total? I I am thinking that the Dolphins are going to be better this year. But I look at that over-under total and I go, I I don't know if they can hit it. I see a five-game stretch where they're probably not going to win five games. I see an opening stretch where they're going to lose three or four in a row right there. I have them, best-case scenario, losing eight games. Right? I mean, if everything goes right, they're still losing eight games. I'm looking at more 9-10. I think you got to go under for Miami. How about New England? New England's in a similar spot where their schedule is just absolutely brutal this year. Open up on the road against Miami and Pittsburgh. Come home against Baltimore. Back on the road against Green Bay. Three of the first four games for either Mitch Trubinsky or Kenny Pickett. Three of the first four games will be (laughs) against, you know, look, I, I mean... Mitch Trubinsky or Kenny Pickett, I think he could win that one. I think he could win against Tua for New England. I get it. And by the way, if Kenny Pickett goes there, one of the best bets that you're going to get, Belichick against a rookie, we know the giant numbers. Then you got to face Lamar and Rodgers back-to-back. Then you get a little bit of a soft schedule here. Detroit at home, Cleveland on the road, Chicago at home, New York on the road. That's a four-game stretch. So, So I think, look, I think Miami, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Green Bay, I think that they could get out of that two and two. Maybe one and three. Well, I will say one and three. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, I think that they, they get out of that one three and one. Right? So you're four and four after eight weeks. I think that's what New England should be. Indianapolis at home will be tricky. Bye-week, back against the Jets. We'll go one and one. Look, I got five and five. At Minnesota, home against Buffalo. At Arizona, at Vegas, home against Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo. Here we go. Kind of have them winning like eight games. You could you could maybe convince me seven. You could maybe convince me nine. New England didn't do all that much to improve their team. They're basically hoping for the step up of Mac Jones, which Bill Belichick this postseason, uh, this offseason has absolutely just applauded. They did bring in Devonte Parker, who should be a better uh, component to that team. This is a defense first team. To a Bill wanted, that's what he has created. That's certainly what he's built and they've they've produced really well defensively. It's Mac Jones. Can he step up? By the way, I think the Stevenson-Harris situation is fantastic for them. I love the two-head running back there, but they need somebody to step up. Besides just Devontae Parker, they probably need one of these tight ends to really step up. How about the New York Jets? There's enthusiasm in New York. Zach Wilson and Brees Hall are bringing the enthusiasm. Their defense is lacking, in my opinion. They're a team where you look at them and you go, okay, uh, you know, the New York Jets uh, were 4-13 against the spread last year. So if you had any enthusiasm for them last year, 4-13 and against the spread just did not do it. Uh, you know, they're, they're not that team. Over-under? How are the Jets over-under? And you look at them and you go, okay, well, you, you just expect them to be that over-team, and they were. They were 10-7 to the over. Uh, they had some shocking games. Remember the the Cincinnati game? They had some shocking wins. But overall, this Jets team, I still think, is still rebuilding. I still think they're a year away. And I'm a guy that likes Zach Wilson. I'm a guy that likes Brees Hall. I think that they can do some interesting things. I still think they're a year away. And their schedule coming out of the box is going to be tough. Baltimore at home, they are an underdog. At Cleveland, still on the road, still going to be an underdog. Cincinnati at home, underdog. At Pittsburgh, still going to be an underdog. Miami at home, all right, that's a coin flip. At Green Bay, at Denver, New England, Buffalo. Guys, there is a really good chance that the New York Jets are 0-9. 0-9. I I'll give them the Miami at home win. Okay. And I'll say they steal one either at Cleveland, maybe at Pittsburgh, maybe at home against New England. I, I think they're going to be like two and seven going into the bye week. Now you got New England. At New England, when you come back, you're not winning that game. Then you got Chicago at home, at Minnesota, at Buffalo. But then they finish it off. And here's the thing with the Jets. Great buying opportunity if you remember it. Forget about how bad they're going to look because I have them with like three, maybe four wins going into their last four games. But their last four games, Detroit at home, Jacksonville at home, at Seattle, at Miami. They, they could win the last four games. So, you know, that's, that's a spot you have to kind of remember to pay attention to. You have to kind of remember to sit back And pay attention to what everyone's looking at. And what everybody's looking at is going to be, oh, man, the Jets are terrible. Jets can't get out of their own way. No, maybe not. But there is some spots there where you could take a look at the New York Jets and you say, okay, look, this division is all Buffalo. It's heavy money, but they're not losing this division. There's some intrigue in New York. The schedule says that intrigue is going to be knocked down. I have the Jets at six, maybe seven wins. There's some intrigue in New England. That defense is strong. And if Mac Jones and Devontae Parker can somehow or another some find some chemistry there, I'm not counting Bill out to make a playoff push, but I think their ceiling is like nine, 10 wins. I think that's the ceiling there. I mean, that's if everything goes right. Again, it wouldn't shock me to see this team literally not make the playoffs again. So it's it shouldn't be shocking if somebody went out there and made the playoffs, uh, you know, didn't make the playoffs again. I, I wouldn't be shocked in, in if they did or didn't. I'd be shocked if the Jets made the playoffs. So you have to look at it like that. And then Miami, Miami's in the same boat. Miami, I was actually enthusiastic about it. I thought that Miami coming in, oh, maybe that's a sleeper team. No, nah, not in the AFC, not with this schedule. It's Buffalo and everybody else. And the everybody else, I, you want me to make my predictions here in the beginning of camp? I mean, look, the Jets are a last place team. I think Miami scuffles, New England scuffles. I get one playoff team coming out of this. Maybe you squeak in a New England there. Maybe Miami shocks you, potentially. But I'll take New England over Miami by a hair. All right, let's go to the NFC East. NFC East has been the NFC least for a while. This is a division that... Nobody seems to want to kind of go out there and grab. There's been a lot of changes, though. A.J. Brown comes over to Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is now sitting there in Washington. Dallas loses a ton of offensive weapons. This is an interesting division because I think that everything has shifted, and I'll start with the team that I believe most of things shifted to, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles go get A.J. Brown, and that was a huge move as it is, but I like the team that they're building. I still think Miles Sanders has a lot of talent. I like that they throw in Gainwell there. I like that they do a lot of different things. I think Dallas Goddard is a huge target that's underutilized. I like Smith. I like what I saw from Smith out there. Their defense was better than people really gave them credit for last year. So it all kind of is on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts, and I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts, but I get what he can be, and that is effective and win games. You know, the over-under set for this team is about 9.5. I think, look, I've seen it at 9, and I've seen it at 10. I think if you could get this at 9, it's a play all day. I kind of lean to them and I say, I think they could win this division. I I do. I'm not overestimating what Philadelphia can do. I just think that the division is relatively weak, and I like the moves that they made. Philly was 8-9 and against the spread last year, so they lost your money, and a lot of that money was because people really overvalued what Philadelphia was, where I don't know if people are giving enough credit to Philadelphia this year and what they've done. You look at that defense... The defense was good last year. It wasn't great. 10 and 8, you know, was the over-under. And that's where they ended. But I think that their defense is a little bit better. Than, I think every part of the Philadelphia Eagles is a little bit better than what most people think. And their schedule, to me, really gives credence to so they're going to come out of the box really quick, really early. Their schedule looks like it's a confidence builder. And that's what this team certainly needs early on. They got Detroit in week one. By the way, it's not a layup that they go on the road and beat Detroit, but winnable game. Winnable game at home against Minnesota. Winnable game against Carson Wentz in Washington. Winnable game at Jacksonville. That's your first four games. I can absolutely see Philadelphia go four and all. At Arizona, winnable game. Home against Dallas. That's before the bye week. Philadelphia could be six and zero before the bye week. I don't think they will be, but they can be. Then you come out of the bye week at home against Pittsburgh, winnable game. At Houston, winnable game. At home against Washington, winnable game. I mean, you're talking about nine games where they probably should win or very winnable game. The toughest game on that nine-game schedule is at Washington. I think they're the better team. At Arizona, I think they're the better team. Home against Dallas, I mean, they this could, team could be 9-0. And, oh, and Then you get a little tough. Going to Indy is going to be tough. Green Bay at home, winnable game, but tough. Winnable game against Tennessee, but tough. At New York, at Chicago, at Dallas, New Orleans, and... and Giants look. I think their schedule is laughable. I think their schedule is one of the easiest, most navigable schedules in the NFL. That's why I'm on Philly. That's why I like the the way that just the way that it sets up. I think they have to get out of the box early. I think they have to be that team to kind of jump up, show each other, hey, look, we we can do this. Look at what we have. Uh, look at the talent that's surrounding us. And they they're going to start off. I think that they start off three and one or four and zero, and that is a builder to move on from. This is a team that legitimately, I'm not joking, can go 9-0 to start the first nine weeks. Now, I don't think they do, but even still 7-2 is a pretty good start. Whereas you have the Dallas Cowboys that are the team that is chasing them. Dallas lost a lot of offensive weapons. I do think C.D. Lamb steps up and has a good year this year. I do like Dalton Schultz a lot, and I always like Dak Prescott. The Micah Parsons and Diggs defense is a little overrated for my taste. I think that their defense is solid. I don't think it's great. I think it's solid. And that's not a knock to it, but again, people are counting them in the top five defenses. I think that, guys, you're overrating them. Now, they were the best team in the NFL against the spread last year at 13-5. and You're not going to see that happen again. Of course, the books are going to adjust. Of course, the books will always adjust. They were 8-10 and to the under, um, which, okay, their defense was good. Maybe not as good as people thought, but they were good. Here's the reason why I don't like Dallas. Because there's a lot of changes in Dallas, and they start off tough. Now, they start off with two home games, Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. But it's Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, guys. There's very little chance that Dallas goes 2-0. And By the way, if they go 2-0, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have a great season. Look, their schedule is quite different. So, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, they could go 0-2. At the Giants, Monday night football, look, they're the better team, but that's not a layup. Washington at home, okay, you'll get the win there. At the Rams, at Philly. So... Whereas Philly doesn't have a really tough opponent for nine weeks. They get Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, at the Rams, at Philly, at the Giants. Going into week seven. Now you get Detroit and Chicago, both at home. Those should be two wins Going into your bye week. Coming out of your bye week, you go to Green Bay and Minnesota. That's not layups. They get the Giants, Indy, Houston, all at home, going on the road to Jacksonville, Philly back at home, at Tennessee, at Washington. Dallas schedule is a, t- a little tougher. Dallas schedule, just the way that it shakes out, a little bit tougher than you'd imagine. I do expect them to be a second-half team. If they get off to a hot start, guys, the, the, I mean, the, the, this Dallas team could make some noise. But that's a big if. I think that you fade Dallas early, jump on them late. I'm a little concerned about Dallas. Let's go to Washington. They have a new quarterback there in Carson Wentz. Uh, you, you look at what they're doing in their backfield. Antonio Gibson is just not the guy. They're going to go to McKissick. I like that they wrapped up... Um, a brand-new wide receiver to pair up with McLaren, and McLaren is signed. Last year, I thought Washington's defense was going to take that next up. I thought Chase Young was the next defensive MVP. I gave you guys that guy for MVP, and it just didn't work out. He got injured. Washington was a mess. They were 7-10 against the spread last year. Oh, I'm sorry, 7-10 uh, on the over-under last year, which shows their defense really just flat-out did not show up last year at all. They were 7-9-1 and against the spread last year. It was just a bad overall year. I don't know if things are going to get marketably better for Washington. I was on them last year. I had them making the playoffs last year. I had them pushing for a division last year. I don't like the change. I like the coach, and I don't mind Wentz, but I don't love the fact of what I watched with that defense and what that defense should have been. They get Jacksonville, Detroit, Philly to open up. Jacksonville and Philly at home, Detroit on the road. That's three games they should go 3-0 if they want to be contenders. I just don't think that they do. At Dallas home against Tennessee, at Chicago, Green Bay at home, Indy on the road, Minnesota at home. It looks to me like one win, one loss, one win, one loss, one win. And then you got at Philly, at Houston, Atlanta, Giants, bye week Giants, that's a weird one. December 4th, they have at the Giants, bi-week 14, December 18th, home against the Giants. That'll be a weird swing around. At San Fran, closer off Cleveland-Dallas at home. I mean, Washington is not a playoff team. They're just not. You know, their schedule shows seven, eight wins, maybe. And they're, they're just not that team, guys. I'm sorry. Washington's a good team um, on paper, but I just didn't see it last year. And then look, if Chase Young turns around and he's that guy and McLaren's catching it finds some kind of chemistry at Wentz, I can see them doing some interesting things. But can anybody see this team being an 11, 12-win team? No. And I think that that's what it takes to win the division. So I'm, I'm putting my money nowhere near them to win the division. How about the New York Giants? Uh, that for me, look, this is a, a bottom of the barrel team. The Giants, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe Saquon Barkley can stay healthy. While I do like their receiving core with Tony and whatnot, I don't know if Daniel Jones can get him the ball. Uh, their defense is solid, you can say, but it's not exceptional. It's not something uh, to write home about. Last year, the New York Giants, uh, they were 6-11 against the spread, one of the worst three teams in the league against the spread. Last year, the New York Giants were 5-11 to the over-under. Um, you know, you look at, at the New York Giants could flat out not score last year. I don't know how much better that gets. And then you look at the schedule. Look, every I, I'm trying to find a game where the Giants will be favored, right? Which will tell you something. So, so let's count to the games. At Tennessee, absolutely not. Home against Carolina, okay, they're going to be favored there. but That's no layup. That's one game. At home against Dallas. At home against the Bears. Okay, two. At home against Green Bay, but but that's not really at home. That'll be a a neutral game against Green Bay. Not gonna be favored. Baltimore. No. At Jacksonville. Maybe. We'll say maybe. At Seattle. Maybe. Houston at home, yes. Detroit at home. At Dallas. Washington at home. Philly at home. At Washington. At Minnesota. Versus Indy and... At Philly. The end of their schedule is, they they take on Philly and Washington twice in their last six games. So, I mean, you know, and Dallas, the, the game before that. It's all division games at the end of the year for them, uh, with, with a Minnesota, trip to Minnesota and Indy in between. So they can make up a lot of ground late. But that's if they're still kind of upright and standing up. And right after the bye, look, sandwiching the bye week, with at Jacksonville, at Seattle, coming out of the bye week, Houston and Detroit, those are four games that they should win. Those are... Four games, they could be favored in every one of them. I just don't see it, guys. Don't call call me a hater all you want. I don't buy into the New York Giants this year. The Giants are one of those teams where you look at and you say, yeah, you know what? A lot has to go right for them to be a playoff team. And I, a lot has not gone right in that building for a long time. So, guys, that's it for me. Look, I'm, I'm putting my money on Buffalo to win the division. I like them. I think it's... Uh, Look, it, it's obvious that how much I like Buffalo. I think Josh Allen should be the MVP favorite. I think Buffalo should be the Super Bowl favorite, so they certainly should be the division favorite. Everybody else, I don't know if we get a second playoff team. In the East, I like Philly. I like the moves they made. I can see Dallas, maybe. I, I'm concerned about them. Basically, I have one playoff team coming out of each one of these divisions. You might twist my arm and get me to say two. But I got Philly and Buffalo, everybody else missing the playoffs. That's what I'm looking at here. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. That is this week's preview of the East teams in the NFC and the AFC. Next week, we're going to go to the North, NFC, AFC in the North. Join us next week here on Sports Garden Network. I'm Tom Barton for Sports Garden Network. We'll be back, and you can bet on that.